While You Are Folding, Episode 29, Cultivating Gratitude. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Are Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 10 years and a mother for eight. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's go ahead and start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for the gift of the sunshine that came back after an unexpected Nebraska snowfall that we had this week. Thank you for the gift of family and for the gift of friends. And I ask this week especially that you help myself and all of those who are listening to the podcast to work on cultivating a spirit of gratitude. Help us to be thankful for all of the abundant blessings that you give to us each day and help us not only to see them, but to be aware of them and to acknowledge them, especially in the gifts of the people that you've given to us. We pray this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello! Um, It has been a really great week since the last time I talked to you. I got so much great feedback on last week's episode. In case you missed it, please go back. I got so much feedback, I feel like you'll probably enjoy it. Um, Episode 28, I had my husband, Philip, who's a pediatrician, come on the show. I called it Q&A with Dr. Philip Boucher, and I had asked all of you listeners for your general parenting and pediatrics-related questions. And holy cow, because of the amount of feedback that I got, and um, several more of you have sent in follow-up questions and emails that you would like for Philip to answer. So I think that I'll have Philip come back and hopefully make this a semi-regular part of the podcast because of the great response that it got. But thank you to all of you listeners who sent in your questions that definitely made the show much more engaging and much more enjoyable because I have my own questions that I can come up with, but it's always so much more fun to bring in listener questions. So thank you for that. And thank you again to Philip for coming on the show. And since last week, I continue to feel so much better with my pregnancy nausea during the day. But if I overdo it, I can definitely tell the next day by feeling more run down and more nauseous. So I'm doing my best to try and take it easy. And I take a nap most afternoons when the little ones go down while the big ones are still at school. But I am so thankful for your continued prayers for myself and for baby. Um, The good news is that I'm feeling so much better most of the time in the mornings and in the early afternoons. Evenings have still been pretty difficult, but overall, I'm feeling much better. But the bad news that comes along with that is that I am 
unfortunately, starting to fall back into some of my bad old habits, especially my habit of trying to grasp for control in every area of my life whenever possible. And I had the opportunity to meet with my spiritual director yesterday for the first time since June. So that was awesome to get to receive the sacrament of reconciliation with him and just get him up to speed on what's been going on with me and my spiritual life and personal life and to feel like we're trying to get things back on track. But I kind of threw around this idea with him that I think because I've been sick for so long and I'm just now starting to, for lack of a better phrase, crawl out of survival mode, that now I'm really striving and trying to control everything that I possibly can to feel like I have some area of my life that's in balance. And it's definitely not a healthy way to grasp at things. Yes, it makes sense, but I think it's definitely had some really ugly consequences, especially for my poor husband, Philip, and our kids. Because when I feel like life is out of control, like I have for the past couple of months, then it's a really big temptation for me to try and gain control wherever I can, even if it's something that ordinarily wouldn't seem like that big of a deal. So I tend to like look at my time really selfishly and think that it's my time. And I view interruptions as things that should not be happening, even if it's something as simple as my sweet little two-year-old daughter trying to get my attention when I'm in the middle of a task that should not take me very long, but ends up taking a lot longer because guess what? Your two-year-old needs you. And that's a good and beautiful thing. But instead of viewing it that way, I have a temptation when I have something on my to-do list or I have my agenda set out before me, I view people as interruptions instead of the awesome gifts that they are. Um, And then in addition to my time, I feel (laughs) the silly control thing coming out again. I definitely tend to think that there's one way to do things. And if I look over and see something as silly as the way that Philip has wiped down the countertop, if he missed a bunch of crumbs, or if I see him knocking a bunch of crumbs on the ground, I will point it out to him and ask him to do it differently instead of just thinking, wow, it's nice that he's trying to help out. But I definitely struggle with the temptation to nitpick and micromanage. And these past few months, since it's felt like things have been so out of control, and for the most part, for a couple months there, it felt like I was watching things happen around me from the couch while I was clinging to the bucket. It was really easy for me to become a critic from the couch of the things that were going on. So God bless Philip (laughs) for putting up with that. But I'm really trying hard now that I'm crawling out of survival mode and starting to take back some of the housework and regular things and the flow of the way things go around the house, being at home full time. I'm really trying my hardest not to make control an idol the way that I've been tempted to these past few months. But it's, it's a really ugly thing that 
frankly, I'm embarrassed to talk about, but I think a lot of my girlfriends struggle with this as well, so I thought I'd bring it to the podcast. I had a different topic in mind, but I thought that this would be really, hopefully, fruitful to talk about because my spiritual director was, he's always really good for me, just trying to keep myself balanced and while not being too hard on myself and acknowledging that I'm a human being and that, yes, it's okay to try and work on being self-disciplined and having a semblance of order around the home. At the same time, what's not okay is my the ugly temptation that I have to, like I already said, treat the people around me as interruptions instead of my awesome husband and children that I've been blessed with. So... Um, that's where I am with things right now. And I told all of that to my spiritual director. And I said that I really think it boils down to struggling with ingratitude. And um, some of you, especially those of you who are listening who might be Catholic, might be familiar with what's called the examine prayer. The examine prayer, I've mentioned it on previous episodes of the podcast. It's basically a way for you, typically at the end of the day, before you go to sleep, to review the day. And you start out by looking back and thinking about all of the different times throughout the day where you acknowledged God's presence and you thank him for that. And then you move on and it gets more a little more complicated from there. But that gratitude piece and noticing where I saw God work through my day is where I've really been wanting to incorporate that practice into my life. But I shared with my spiritual director that for me, at this chapter of life with having a young family and being so tired at the end of the day, having a more formal and in-depth prayer at the end of the day isn't very realistic for me. So I asked him to help me to find a way that I could work on cultivating a spirit of gratitude, but in a very happy middle of the road way. Because my personality, I am much more successful, especially with a spiritual practice, if it doesn't feel so loose and informal that I'm not going to circle back to it day after day. I need it to have some sort of structure and be... um, organized enough in a way that I'm able to tell myself, yes, I did that thing or no, I didn't quite hit the mark on what I was hoping to do with that time spent with God. So I was hoping for something that was not um, so loosey-goosey, but also not quite as structured as the examine prayer, which has multiple steps because I didn't want it to feel so long and daunting that I probably would not make it a regular thing in my prayer life. So my spiritual director, being the awesome advisor for me that he is, he gave me a great challenge, and I thought it was so awesome and helpful for me as a young mom crawling out of survival mode, but I'm trying to really cultivate a spirit of gratitude. I thought I'd share it with all of you just because... 24 hours in, I'm already seeing the difference that it's making in my life. Um, And I'm hopeful that sharing it with you and challenging you to try and do this thing with me this next week will be helpful for both of us. So first, my spiritual director told me to 
because bedtime is not an ideal time for me, to think of a time during the day that's usually good for me. Now, it's not always going to work. And yes, there are going to be interruptions in life as a mother of young children. But to think of a time of day that usually I'm not going to have an an interruption, a fixed time that I can typically count on. So for me, the two times of day that stood out right away was in the morning, right after the big kids go to school. And then the second time, if that time of day doesn't work out, my plan B time is going to be in the afternoon as soon as I put the little ones down for their afternoon nap. So first, choose choose a time that you can usually count on. And then once I'm sitting, I am supposed to first focus on calming my physical body, relax my mind, focus on relaxing my body. And my spiritual director encourages me to focus on starting with the bottom of my body, starting with my toes and relaxing, contracting those muscles and then relaxing them and counting to about five as I go through focusing on each part of my body, working from my toes all the way to the top of my head and really, really focusing on my breathing. And as I inhale, you can think of whatever prayer works for you, but his recommendation, which I really like, as I inhale to pray, come Holy Spirit. And then as I exhale to pray, Fill me with your presence. So breathe in. Come Holy Spirit. Breathe out. Fill me with your presence. And once I feel like my physical body is relaxed enough, then I can really focus on listening and paying attention to the things that I hear. And doing all of this, if you're anything like me, it really helps to focus your mind and get the, I call it the monkey mind, to really get all those thoughts that are racing through my head, trying to get myself in a really prayerful place so that I can actually listen to the voice of God. Because my tendency, if I sit down and just jump right into things, I'll start getting distracted thinking about the things that I need to return to and the things that still need to be done that day or an appointment that I have maybe an hour later. So Really focusing on relaxing my physical body helps me to um, be in a better place to be more prayerful. So he encouraged me to take the time to do that first. And that, if I'm really honest, is a is a struggle for me that I'm still working on. And I definitely got out of that practice over the summer with being so sick. So that's something that I'm going to continue to work on. Um But the biggest obstacle to that is not only my attitude, but making the time to do that and to view relaxing my physical body for prayer as a worthwhile use of my time. So I'm going to work on doing that first. And then once I've done that, instead of trying to come up with some huge list or making it a really formal thing, he said, here's all you need to do. If you really want to work on cultivating a spirit of gratitude, of thankfulness, pick two things, two things, two things that you're going to work on doing two things with. So choose two things that you're going to be more consciously aware of that day 
and also work on gratitude for that thing. I'm going to choose two things to be more consciously aware of for that day and to work on gratitude for each of those two things. So his whole thing, which um, I think I'm revealing about myself, that I definitely struggle with um, viewing my relationship with God as a performance-based thing and realizing that that's not, it doesn't have anything to do with my relationship with him, that he loves me and not what I accomplish each day. And that's something that I think I'm going to battle for a really long time and not falling into the pattern of self-reliance and thinking that I need to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. So he said that this whole thing, focusing on things to be grateful for, that it's not about what I do to show gratitude as much as my willingness to open myself up to the spirit of gratitude and letting God work through me in that. And he also encouraged me to remember that, yes, while this time it's a discipline to get into this habit, that I should not get hung up on the actual amount of time I'm spending doing this thing, thinking that it has to be a really formal half hour long exercise for it to be worthwhile. And for me, he acknowledged that for me, it's really helpful to journal and write stuff down as a tangible way for me to both focus my mind and remind myself throughout the day to see it written down. These are my two things. Um, But that the whole word, the word discipline comes from the same root word as the word disciple. And it's one who is taught a student, one who's teachable. And I'm not going to be teachable if I make it all about my agenda and how it has to be. So he really wanted me to focus on my openness to allowing God to work through me to really build up that spirit of gratitude. So since I left yesterday afternoon, I started to think about major areas and patterns and areas of gratitude that I could work on. So I thought I'd share a couple of examples um, of something that I might choose to work on. Because if you're anything like me, hearing someone work through an example makes what I'm talking about make more sense. So the first example I came up with was that, as I mentioned in the introduction, I definitely struggle with nitpicking Philip when I see him doing a a household task. So to do the two steps that father encouraged me to focus on, first, pick the thing that I'm going to be more consciously aware of that day. So instead of nitpicking Philip, I'm going to choose to be more aware of his acts of service. And then the second piece to work on gratitude for those things, an action point, for me, will be to verbally thank him for everything I see him doing. And for Philip, the added bonus of that point is that his love language, the way he receives love and feels the most love, is through words of affirmation. And that, as simple as it sounds, is not something that comes really naturally to me. So I'm trying to both be aware of his acts of service 
and also to thank him for the things that I see him doing. Because when I'm nitpicking, that means I have a tendency to make him think I only see the negatives instead of all of the things that he's been doing well and doing awesome out of love for our family. So that's one area. Another example, um, my two-year-old, she um, has been extra clingy lately since I've been crawling back out of survival mode. She sees me being up and about more than I have been. And she wants that time to be focused on her with play because I've been out of commission for so long. And it makes perfect sense. But my tendency is to think, oh, there's so much that I need to get caught up on and there's so much work to do around here. And so I'll tend to view her clinginess and her attempts to get my attention as interruptions. So in trying to cultivate a spirit of gratitude for that area, the first thing that I'm choosing to be more consciously aware of are all of her attempts at affection for me and her desire her desire to be with me, just to be aware of that, to see her trying to get my attention and trying to get my affection. And then to work on gratitude for that, I'm going to show her that I receive her love by putting aside my task that I'm working on whenever possible, or to let her know that I'm setting a timer or showing her that I am ready and willing to give her my love and affection in return and that I see her and that I know that she needs my love. So those are two little areas, not so little, but simple things that I can try to turn around. And the reason that I really love this challenge is because it is so simple and it sounds so easy to start implementing. And I am a natural goal setter. I think setting goals is awesome and I don't need it to be New Year's Day for me to decide it's time to set a goal. And I also like that this challenge is really easy to measure. It's simple to come up with two things that I can work on each day. And I say that it's easy to measure because when I circle back, hopefully I'm able to have that prayer time at the same time the next day. I can circle back the next day and I can look back at these two things that I said I was going to work on the previous day. And I can think back on how I did. How did I do in my awareness of those things that I said I was going to be try, try to be more aware of? For me, for those examples, it meant, was I aware of Philip's acts of service? Was I aware of my daughter Dorothy's attempts at getting my attention and show me affection? And then what did I do to show gratitude for those two things? Did I share with Philip my words of affirmation for all of the things that he's doing, regardless of how he was doing it <laughs> or whether or not it was exactly how I would do it? Did I just tell him thank you for doing that thing? Did I put aside the thing I was working on to show my two-year-old, I see you and I'm ready to give you my love and affection in return? And that's easy for me to think about and to reflect on. And then from there, I can use that prayer time to start examining what I did or didn't do, but less about that and more about my openness to allowing God to help me in those moments. Did I turn to him? Did I see him working through me to be more receptive, to be more thankful? 
And hopefully I'll start to recognize different patterns of behavior. Maybe I'll also start to see different triggers that maybe will get me off track with having a spirit of gratitude. So maybe if I noticed, ooh, yesterday I was really struggling to show gratitude. Maybe I only got a couple hours of sleep that previous night. Or maybe I have started to recognize finally, now that I'm 33, that even though I enjoy being around people, I'm an introvert and I need that recharged time. So if I'm struggling with gratitude, is it because I haven't had a recharge moment? Have I not been giving myself that downtime? So those are, that's another reason I like this. It's easy. It's two things. It's simple to get started and it's um, easy to review and see where I am with things. So that's my challenge. I'm going to be working on that this week and going forward until I meet with my spiritual director next month. But I'll let you know how it's going, and I'm going to check back in next week. And I would love it if you could join me in doing this spiritual challenge. I want you to work with me as my comrade in cultivating a spirit of gratitude. So to review, you're going to choose two things each day. And for each of those two things, You're going to focus on being more consciously aware of that thing and also work on gratitude for that thing. Choose two things, be more consciously aware of that thing for the day and work on gratitude for that thing. And then when you circle back the next day, examine your previous day. Consider maybe if you didn't do well, re-add that thing as one of your two things for the next day because practice is never a bad thing when it comes to trying to work on virtue. So I hope that this is a word of encouragement. And I also encourage you, when you have those moments where you choose the good and you allow God to work through you, to write it down as an answered prayer. When you notice change within yourself, if I start to notice, wow, I'm not viewing my child as an interruption anymore. Praise God and mark it down in your journal in gratitude for God for helping you. Hopefully this is helpful for you. Let me know how it goes. I want to know what are the things that you're going to be working on being thankful for. Maybe my examples got you thinking about things within your marriage or within parenting or friendships or extended family or work stuff, but I'd love to hear what it is that you're struggling with and what you're going to work on being grateful for. That's going to do it for this week. I would love for you to please get in touch. Like I said, I already definitely want to hear what you're going to work on being grateful for. Um, But (laughs) even the way I worded that is so performance-based. Not what you're going to work on being grateful for, what you're going to ask God to help you be more grateful for. Um, so please give me your feedback on that, the things that you're working on and how it's going. And if this format that my spiritual director suggested was helpful for you, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com. But as always, I would love to hear your questions that you have in general, as well as your book suggestions and your TV and movie recommendations. Also, thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time to leave a rating or a review on iTunes for the podcast. 
I got a great review from someone who listens to the show. Her username is Mom of Jude. She says, Catherine's podcast feels like you're sitting down with a friend, but it's always a burst of wisdom, reality, and inspiration. So grateful for the gift of her podcast. Thank you for your review, Mom of Jude. It always means so much to me when you guys take the extra time to go on iTunes, put in a rating and a review, and give that sort of feedback. Your reviews, I've mentioned it before, I have no idea how it works, but the more reviews a show gets, the um, more iTunes will put that show in front of more listeners, and it helps the audience to grow. And that's what I want to do. That's why I do this podcast week after week. It's all about, since I've discovered that I'm a beloved daughter of the king and knowing how much of a difference it's made in my life, but also realizing that life is messy and wanting to share about the reality of that messiness as a young wife and mom, I'm going to use this podcast as a way for me to share about that. But more importantly, how God can redeem it. No matter how often I screw it up, he always has a way of showing his tender love and mercy and way of working all of the messiness for good. And also about the awesome people that I meet along the way and the lessons that I've learned through them. So um, I look forward to sharing future episodes with you, but I'm so grateful to all of you for taking the time to listen and for sharing your feedback in the form of your reviews and ratings. So thank you for that. Okay, I look forward to hearing how your spiritual challenge goes this week. I'll be praying for you as you try to cultivate a spirit of gratitude. Please pray for me and I'll be praying for all of you. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding. <laughs>